Hello and welcome to the Improv London podcast in Chicago. This is a bit of a chatty session with Ian and Stephen uh, for Stuart's Improv London podcast. Uh, so, first of all, what is why are we in Chicago, Stephen? Uh, well, we're on the IO five-week intensive, which takes us through levels one through four B of their improv program in five weeks. That's right. Yeah, they they basically run this every summer, and there's I think 144 improvisers from all around the world. They did a quick uh, sort of straw poll at the first meetup, and there's there's Americans, there's about 10 or 12 Brits, but there's people from Bulgaria, uh, Denmark. Netherlands or uh, Australia all over the place uh, so we spend four days a week uh, doing improv from 11 to 5 uh, there's a whole host of shows for, um, for those of you who don't know we're at IO in Chicago which is one of the main sort of centers uh, and influences on improvisation uh, so that's why we're here um, why did you want to do it Stephen um, because I really like the IO style, the sort of slightly more organic and uh -huh. connecty, emotion-y style, as yeah. opposed to sort of, I think the other big American schools tend to be a little bit more intellectual and premise-heavy, and I just really gravitate towards the way IO play. Yeah, I think I do too. I mean, speaking to people like Katie and Jules from the May Days, my my, and they they kind of like that style too. I think, and it just feels really good to me to do it. Although premise is fun too. It is, but I think all of my favourite players in London play this way and or have taken this intensive. So okay. in wanting to get myself up to that level or closer to it, it yeah. seems like a natural choice. Sure. Yeah, I've been hearing Maria and various other people talk about this for years and I've just been meaning to do it and this year was the perfect opportunity. Uh, it's also a chance to get better parts because within reasons and other things like doing a job I kind of want to get as good as I can quickly uh, and there's some amazing teachers. Uh, so, so what have you been doing this week? Um, well, week one, it was a lot of just sort of introduction to the philosophy of improv and how to do it just in a very basic way. Um, they move really fast, though. We were doing an Armando in the middle of the week and a Herald by the end, which is a fairly advanced format, mm. I would guess. Yeah. I think a lot of beginner classes, you wouldn't get to that point in like a seven or eight week beginner course, but you do at IO, so that's great. Yeah, sure. I mean, we do about 20 hours improv uh, per week, improv classes, which I guess is about the same as an eight-week course. Uh, I mean, we are in... Because there's so many students, over 140, that it's actually split into nine groups. So Stephen and I are in separate groups, but they're all kind of working to the same plan, although we do have different things according to what the groups need. Yeah, for me, it's been a lot of building blocks. Uh, we too did a Herald at the end of the week with a lot of, lot of support and a bit of nudging from our coach rants. Uh, yeah, and then this week we move on to different teachers. So this week, I believe we're doing character, which I think is going to be interesting. Yes, I think that'll be really fun. I'm curious to see their approach. Mm. 
I'm thinking we might have, you know, the old exploding space monkey character, but also uh, a lot on point of view and character wants and stuff. Yeah, I mean, point of view and stuff like that works better for me character-wise. So I think, although I suspect that's the I.O. way as well, I'm kind of hoping to be a little bit of stupid, yeah. big character stuff, just because I don't naturally do it. Yeah, I think it's good. I mean, part of the reason I'm doing this is to push my boundaries and expand. So yeah, if we just do stuff I'm safe with, it's not going to... I mean, I'm sure it will. I'm already feeling that. We did do a thing on character once this week, uh, last uh, week, that is. Did you? I'm not sure if you did it. No, my group didn't do that, but I heard from a few others that they had done is that the one where you get the piece of paper that's right. your character yeah. wants yeah. Yeah. Yeah, what did your character want uh, my character wanted to be mothered Aww. and my scene partner wanted me to talk her out of suicide uh, so we were both quite needy from each other uh, but it was a really cool exercise and, and uh, I have done something like that before uh, but we concentrated a bit more on sort of making sure you know we let the uh, attempts to get our desires Met, um, land mm-hmm. so that you know we didn't just say them uh, and hear what the other person said we actually reacted to it which I think was part of the drill because I was very much into grounded stuff yeah I think having an active goal to try and get something from the other person sort of will make you connect in a different way as opposed to just assigning yourself a yeah. characteristic yeah I'd agree with that yeah yeah, uh, Io does do stupid very well. I mean, we've we've seen some great shows. We'll talk more about later. But you know, it's it's not all uh, talking people out of suicide and stuff like that. Uh, so yeah, it's been a really interesting first week. We don't actually have a week titled scenes until the third week, but I think all this stuff's building up to it. We also did some openings and uh, things like that. So we did an invocation, and I. Which I've done in London, but I kind of thought it was a bit wanky. That was my exact word as well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, whereas now, because Rant's got us being really sort of emotionally into it, and uh, which some might say is still a bit wanky, but I actually yeah. got to kind of see how it worked. Um, were there any sort of things you thought I particularly want to work on improv-wise when you came over here? Um... Well, I think, yeah, bigger choices is something Mm. that I've just always, I always want to push myself. I don't think I'm terrible at it per se, but I think it's hard to find that balance between uh, being skillful and making your partner feel safe and uh, adding in the random crazy element. Sure. I, I feel like I play slightly safe sometimes. Right, right. For me, I, I kind of had a few ideas. I mean, I mean, one of the things I think I struggle with, because I've done improv with quite a few different teachers, uh, is finding out my own sort of path through the stars and how I want to set that balance. Because mm. I think you can see different premise stuff and organic stuff as different tools on your tool belt. But uh, some I've, I've had sort of head freeze in scenes where I'm like, oh, do I do a premise now or do I do a more organic response? Uh, find that I'd also noticed over the last few months I tend to play it slightly safe when we're doing exercises in workshops and very rarely go up first sort of kind of like I'll just watch a couple of pairs of people do it and so I get the hang of it first Uh, so I decided to push that straight really Uh, I like the idea of big bold choices too I think yeah that that resonates with me too and uh, this week 
we've really been pushed to the side there that uh, in fact it's really been the mantra for the week for me is strong choices get support if, if you're doing a kind of weak almost apologetic choice kind of people like oh do we go with that or do we hold back whereas if, if you make a big strong choice everybody's going to come with you at least if you've got a decent team yeah it's tough because I think especially if you're doing something really premise heavy you come out with your who what where what the game is here's my character mm. in the first line almost and it does sort of feel like you're steamrollering the scene a little mm. bit mm. so I don't want to be making big choices quite in that way mm. so I think it's just a matter of looking for a way that uh, they're still fun and don't uh, restrict possibilities mm. too much yeah yeah it's uh, it's a fun one to get the balance with I think yeah. so yeah well we'll see where that goes uh, yeah on that subject of style I've just remembered uh, Katie Shute said something to me uh, about I think probably just a few days before I headed to the airport which was uh, to try and do stuff in your style but be prepared to adapt to other people's you know if they initiate and it's obviously another style to have the tools to adapt to it which I think is really cool yeah uh, yeah I know what you mean about scenes where you sort of dump everything oh that that reminds me of another thing we talked about this week which which I think I've heard before but it, it kind of clarified it this week uh, which was a lot of people when they do the the who the what and the where the who's more of a what in a, it's father and son or something whereas there's yeah. all sorts of shades of that relationship right uh, you could have an authoritarian father or a pair where they're just kind of mates almost exactly so, right and the whole dynamic's going to be different in that or like if you're cast as somebody's wife in a scene which happens a lot are you like Florence Henderson or yeah. are you Lady Macbeth yeah she was totally. somebody's wife yeah sure sure uh, right here's a question we actually talked about on the bus on the way to IO or Go back on. but uh, what are the favorite scenes this week that a you've watched and b that you've been in oh <coughs> um wow I think it's really hard to, especially on a podcast, describe a scene in yeah. an interesting, entertaining way that doesn't just sort of make people think, oh, I guess you had to see it. Um, I did a fun scene where I picked somebody up, and I'm just very physical, so I enjoyed yeah. that. And I like that my group has gotten to the point where I knew what was okay to do that yeah. in the space of a week, and I feel like we've bonded really well. Mm. Um, and sort of already had the discussion about who's cool with what, and I was like 100% sure I was good to pick a stranger up, which uh, normally a couple days into a course, yeah. you wouldn't do that. Yeah, I, I feel like I've known my group like months and months, and it's only four days, and we've bonded ridiculously quickly, so that's all good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, how about best favorite scene you've watched? I guess that could be from the shows as well as workshop. Oh, that's true. Um, oh, I'll you go first. <laughs> All right, I'll go first because I, I thought about about this because I put together these questions. Although we did search them beforehand, uh, <laughs> um, and it may well have changed since I did this. I think my favourite scene to be in uh, was in our Harold. We'd had an interesting monologue. 
oh, several monologues because we kind of swapped in and out. Um, which that, that came off, I think, the suggestion Cherry Pie, and we started off with things like homely things and going back to the family home and stuff, and then we started talking about uh, people going missing, and that reminded me of an incident to do with the London bombing when people weren't sure if they were coming home, and it kind of went on about that and a bit, you know, so people who'd been on the train behind. Uh, one of the ones that got blown up uh, and one of the guys in our group just initiated uh, looking really distraught uh, and it, I can't remember the exact wording but it very quickly just turned into this thank god you say thing and we talked about how because uh, he'd been in a different no he'd, he'd been uh, in one of the square Tavistock Square in London doing exercises which is I think the one where the bus blew up uh, so we both had a narrow scrape and it, it was just really it was such a cool initiation uh, and somehow I just know that, knew that that was what he wanted to do. Um, well, I hope he did. Maybe he didn't, because he didn't actually say, we've just missed getting blown up. But I, <laughs> I kind of took from the monologue that that was the serious incident. Uh, to watch... Oh, man, that's a tough one. Uh, going back to that once exercise, there was a really fun one, uh, where not involving me, where one of the characters uh, wanted everyone to think she was funny. Uh, and the other character had a want. She wanted to be included in social activities, uh, and it was really funny how tense it was. Uh, and the one who wanted to be thought funny kept telling jokes. Uh, and then she did another one where she said, "Oh, I heard a really good joke from Tom." Blah 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 blah. And the other character laughed, and and because the people watching knew what the want was, because um, the performers were sent out of the room beforehand. Um, we thought, all right, we're going to get. We, she's going to get her one, and then other characters said, "Yeah, that Tom's a really funny guy," which got a massive. <laughs> uh, I also enjoyed something in the. Sh well, I enjoyed lots of what we saw in the show last night. Uh, we went to see a team called Cecilia, uh, who are a Harold team, and Deep Schwa, who also do Harold's. Deep Schwa have been around for. Uh, I don't know exactly, but probably 20 years or so, because uh, they one of their members is Jeff Griggs who wrote the book Guru on Dell Close and I think he was a sort of person who got assigned to look after Dell uh, and make sure he you know shortly before he died uh, by Chana um, and they were basically one of the characters Brett Lyons kept pimping to other two of the other performers into doing songs and he kept coming and saying we've just had a letter from HQ uh, saying you've got to build in these fonts and names uh, and, and it's got to rhyme and he kept pimping them uh, and they sort of gallantly went on uh, and then sort of probably two thirds of the way through Jeff Griggs came, did a walk on and said right we've had another letter from HQ uh, it says they want you to do the song so that he kind of reversed it on, on him and then we had another game where uh, he was constantly making up excuses not to do it and reasons uh, and everybody else was problem solving which was fun because they say don't problem solve but here it was I think just the thing to keep the game alive which is cool I feel like that kind of thing is really satisfying for an audience as well. Because even if you don't know anything about improv, you can see right away that mm. that guy's being a little bit of a dick and yeah. probably deserves to have it done to him as well. Yeah, that got quite a cheer when Jeff Griggs reversed it. That yeah. was really fun. I think one of my favorite things to see was actually also in the Deep Schwa show because um, 
A lot of heralds that I've seen are sort of so textbook that you can just follow the beats without even thinking. Because right, they, yeah. they don't go very far away from what um, the first beats were. Uh, but I really thought that they used theme really well to get themselves further away. Mm. And I sort of, I was able to turn my brain off and just sort of get into the story and enjoy mm. the scenes. But the thing that made it clear what the herald structure was, just like that, mm. was the physicality, where they had um, some alligators and just some oh. physical positions they were on stage. And that was the thing that made the structure clear. And if yeah. I hadn't been paying attention to that, it would have just been a series of scenes that I enjoyed. Mm, mm. And yeah, so I really like that they used the format in that skillful way and used physicality uh, rather than bringing out the same boring game three times in a row. Yeah, yeah, um, the physicality the format. Physicality was just brilliant last night, yeah. picking one of them up to be a human rope in the assault course with the alligators. Yeah, yeah. That's, I wish I'd it. got and a camera people up. people at the cane. Yeah, yeah, that was just fantastic. Uh, any particular sort of life less, less, well, improv lessons, quotes or exercises that particularly hit home with you this week? Um, I wouldn't say a particular quote or lesson, but I thought, I thought the very first week I was slightly trepidatious that mm -hmm. because I've been improvising for a while, I thought, oh, well, am I going to learn anything new in this very first week or is it just going to be group bonding and stuff? But actually, the valuable thing was the way it was taught because there weren't any exercises I hadn't done over the week mm. before, but the why of how we were doing them uh, the why of why we're doing them was really well explained and thought out and you could just sort of tell as the week went on and all the bits fell into place that it had just been lesson planned beautifully i think yeah, yeah. matt higby is a lesson planning ninja and every single thing he did and said fit together like clockwork in a mm. really masterful way and that just made me happy as a teacher that uh, he put that amount of thought and effort into the syllabus because i think a lot of people tend to just sort of half-ass that and think, well, yeah. I'm a good improviser, I'll yeah. just show up and say yeah. things doesn't, about improv. Doesn't mean you're a good teacher. Right? Yeah, yeah I, I had Rance Rizzuto, uh, for those you didn't recognise it from uh, Rance, who's in various including, groups, including the Deltones. Um, and yeah, I, th I thought it was really well put together. Every exercise had a point and yeah. fitted in beautifully. Uh, what else did we have this week? Uh, I'd kind of heard this one from Susan Messing, but it's the idea that uh, it's not that we want to make the audience laugh, we might want to make them feel. Mm. Uh, and I mean, you can make them laugh, and certainly can, but you can also have touching moments like that bomb scene I was talking about earlier. Uh, uh, oh, what else did we have? Um, yeah, Rance came up with this thing, Ted, which is the idea of uh, the sort of priority in scenes and things like the themes, which is the T, E for emotion, and then the detail. So kind of the big emphasis on the more conceptual and emotional and relationship stuff rather than how you bought a new car with gold-plated wing mirrors or something. And it might be a nice detail, but if you get the emotion and the theme in there first, it will inform everything else, which I'm really liking. Yeah. Details are much more satisfying if you sort of already know why they're important. Mm. And I think it's just, it's a nice sort of, what's the word? Uh, 
it's nice to take the moment to fill that in after a heavy thing has happened or after something interesting has already been laid down because mm. just pacing-wise, it's a slight gear shift, but it's mm. enriching things, mm. but making things deeper rather than pushing forward. Yeah, totally. totally. Yeah. There's another fun one uh, at um, World News, which I went to see a couple of e evenings ago, and the idea of you know saying yes and stuff. Uh, the sort of setup. If World News, if you haven't seen it, they basically read out newspaper clippings and then the performers do scenes off those. Um, they had one about I can't remember the name of the people, but it's to do with the American presidential election, and one of them had said he'd chosen his running mate. Uh, to bring the party together rather than as a friend. So they started doing a scene about somebody who hadn't got any friends, um, which was rather nice. Um, and then the uh, I don't know the names of all the performers, but uh, one of them sort of said, uh, oh, you're, you're in New York, uh, haven't you got any friends? Now, if you're just going to say yes, that kind of blows up the whole premise of the scene, because the idea is he hasn't. Um, so he said no in a very doleful way. Uh, uh, that's a fun character to play. Yeah, and then they continued with that, and and he said something about, uh, oh, except Billy, Billy's really cool. Um, and the other person in the scene with him was like, you just made him up, didn't you? Uh, and this time he said yes, but that's still playing the same sort of game of this lonely character who hasn't got new friends and makes him up to... Uh, you know, it's good. Uh, I thought that was rather a cool lesson. It was, it was a lovely scene, funny but a little bit touching. Uh, right, any shows you saw this week? Wow, we've kind of covered that. I think, yeah, I saw a bunch of things. Deep Schwab was probably mm. my favourite. Yeah, yeah, we talked about Deep Schwab quite a bit. Uh, just mentioned World News there, which, which, which was excellent fun. Really enjoyed that because I did that format a few weeks ago. Uh, saw a few others. I saw Improvised Shakespeare on Friday, uh, which was really fun, absolutely frantic paced, really nicely done. I don't know how they kept track of the plot. There was one brilliant scene where uh, one of the guys was killing everybody with uh, kitchen implements, um, and there was only five in the cast. One of them staying off for a reason I can't remember, uh, but three of them kept dying and then running off stage and coming back in, and it was just really fun to watch. Uh, also saw they're doing a new show format here uh, this year, and it's basically the idea that uh, they have some performers who do a scene, and then you get a chance to do a Q&A with them afterwards and sort of ask them about their motivation and stuff. Yeah. Uh, that was a really fun one. Uh, and really informative as well and they seem to be being really sort of open about their motivation and how they were feeling. Yeah, that was, I saw that as well, show and tell. It's a really interesting teaching tool, hmm. I think. I don't know that I saw any scenes that I was deeply affected by. Like no. It was just sort of, you know, some scenes. Yeah. But I liked, I liked that idea for a format and yeah. I think especially if you were new to improv, that would be a really interesting way to dig into it a little bit and unpack what was going on. Yeah, I definitely want to go again this Tuesday because I think they're doing a Harold, so that'll be interesting. And it also struck me how how um, there were times where they they sort of said they felt the scene was missing something, so they threw something in to try and address that, be it energy or emotion or whatever. And it's 
kind of like, oh, these guys are teachers at I.O., but they're still not doing the perfect move every step of the way in the scene. They're kind of ripped, but they kind of realize when they wander yeah. slightly from the path and pull it back. Uh, for me, that lack of perfection is one of the appeals of improv. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you wanted to just do perfect scenes all the time, surely you just write a sketch show. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I think that's kind of it. You do get the chance to refine, and it's the old mistakes as gifts thing. Uh, yeah. And yeah, I can think of loads of times this week where you know something's happened, and then it became a, something that gets repeated because it's funny. Yeah. Uh, uh, what else did I see? Oh, I saw the Deltones. They were great. Nice. Uh, yeah, they did this really fun song where they were combining three fruits into one. It was just stupid, but very funny. Uh, and I saw Molly, which is Susan Messing, and Norm Holly. Uh, oh, yeah. Which was really fun. I love Susan Messing. Uh, is that all I've seen? I think it is. I say all. That's about five shows. Uh, we've got TJ and Dave lined up for this week. Three Pete. Get to see Revolver on Friday. I was a bit too tired to do that this week but um, and a couple of others I've forgotten uh, any other improv stuff you want to talk about um, I'm just excited to go forth and improvise more this week mm, yeah me too it's kind of weird it feels like we've been here weeks to me whereas it's only well it's 10 days now I think so I got here uh, just before the weekend and then a week back sort of thing but yeah I'm looking forward to week two uh, non-improv highlights uh, the food in Chicago mm. yeah I could very easily get over enthused yeah. about a lot of this stuff yeah, yeah. Uh, as you see wasn't here when we did this but um, yeah some a few of us went out and had uh, deep dish pizza which mm. is almost more like a flan or something but it was delicious uh, and we had sushi which was also delicious your first sushi that, that was my first proper sushi uh, and Stephen taught me how to use chopsticks <laughs> decently uh, yeah and then we went and saw Don't Think Twice which is a really fun film about improvisers yeah. probably laugh more if you're an improviser because there's some things you go oh they're doing that improv thing Yeah. I've also enjoyed riding the train because uh, I'm a bit of a train geek they're good trains. They are. Um, it varies a bit, but um, they're quite often sort of up on raised tracks, a bit like the DLR in yeah. places in London, only it's much, much older, so it's kind of got all this old metal work and stuff. I really like the maps that they have in every carriage. So every carriage of the train, there's a whole map of the train system, and there's a little light bulb for every stop, and the light bulb of the stop you're approaching and or at lights up. Yeah, so you don't have fun. to look out the window and struggle to see or listen for an announcement. You can just see in the cool little yeah, light that's up really board. Cool thing. Yeah, I like that very much. Right, I guess we'd better eat breakfast and then head off to yes. IO. Breakfast! Morning. Just that, in time. That, that's our other flatmate, just walked in. Uh, <laughs> Alright, well we'll say goodbye for now and we'll give you some more update in a week. Yeah. This has been Ian and Stephen for the Improv London Podcast. I made this. That's improv! <laughs>